Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So a little while ago, uh, just before the top of the hour, we heard the smack talk back and forth between uh, Kevin Holden from CBS 58 and also Paul Imig. Uh, our green and gold analyst, and uh, Paul now joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. First of all, Paul, how you doing, man? Bill, I'm I'm doing well, man. I'm hanging in there. I hope you guys all are as well. Yep, uh, I think everybody's just kind of hunkered down and staying safe and social distancing and doing the best we can. Uh, and I'm kind of glad that that's going on. Otherwise, we could see a drop-down fistfight between you and Kevin Holden regarding <laughs> the Fandemonium contest, man. How how What's your response right now? Well, I think I hit my, my grand slam yesterday, so I think I've said all that needs to be said. I think he is down for the count. I think that's it, right? I mean, I had the CBS 58 weather meteorologist, the man that everyone knows gets you ready, Drew Burgoyne, turn on Kevin Holden, Bill. I mean, that was... This is like the four horsemen turn. getting collected years ago in wrestling. <laughs> that's exactly right, and he is my Arn Anderson uh, I am the Ric Flair, of course. So um, it was awesome. I mean, Drew Burgoyne just delivered an awesome promo for me that I was able to compile. And then uh, the, the icing on the cake yesterday, who I think even like casual, like very, very casual wrestling fans are generally familiar with Matt Hardy. He's been in the business for like 25 years. And he, he dropped one on Kevin Holden. So I, I've unloaded everything I have on, on my friend uh, and now bitter enemy Kevin Holden, and uh, hopefully it's enough to, to give him a fight in the 12-5 matchup. Well, there you go. So that's, uh, that's the drop down, the elbow off the top rope. You're trying to uh, kind of put him into submission. And Kevin's not going away. He's still getting up off the mat. And I, I know there's some close races in this thing. So we'll see what happens today at 6 o'clock when uh, the fan voting uh, ends. Uh, at least for the first round. But uh, I have told everybody, if indeed we win this thing, I win this thing. And I consider if I win it, then, you know, Joe and Evan and everybody with the show wins it, then we're going to have a party. And I will take listeners and pay for listeners to come to my party. So, but is throwing it that out like there. A Zoom? Is it going to be like a Zoom party? Everything? No, cool? no, no. Once, once, we, once we have eliminated social distancing, we're all gathering oh, okay. someplace. We're going to gather okay. someplace. So I, I, I will put my money where my mouth is on that one. So, Hey, um, you tell me what, what you think so far of the Packers offseason. Well, I mean, if you compare it to a year ago, it's very it's underwhelming. It, this is very Ted Thompson offseason. And I mean that for a couple reasons. Um, you know, this is where you, you're signing guys off the quote-unquote street, you know, who weren't who had been released by their teams. These weren't you know, unrestricted free agents like what Blake Martinez was, like what Brian Balaga was. So Ted Thompson was the master of the compensatory pick formula. 
and he would let his guys walk, um, and he would sign street free agents because it helped his compensatory pick formula. Last year, Brian Gutekinds went completely in a different direction and signed, you know, high-priced free agents and, you know, didn't get compensatory picks as a result. And this year they were in a really tough spot because, A, because they spent all of that money, and, B, because they have a bunch of really high-priced decisions coming up. They have the Kenny Clark decision that I've seen an estimated $17 million per year as the projection. They have David Bakhtiari, who I saw as a $17 million per year projection going forward. Aaron Jones, a smaller cap number, maybe five or six million if they decide to go in that direction. Corey Lindsley, maybe at seven, eight million dollars per year if they decide to go in that direction. And then Kevin King as well. So it's not just like, okay, well, this was kind of a, a lackluster offseason compared to last year, but it's it's not just like, oh, well, Brian Gutekinds, why didn't you go sign so and so or so and so? And, you know, obviously we know they tried to get Emmanuel Sanders and that didn't work out. And, and there were some other things in the fire, but for the most part, they are pressed up against the cap, and they have, you know, arguably two of their five most important players, Kenny Clark and David Bocciari, who they need to give a boatload of salary cap space to here in the very, very, very near future or risk losing them. And, and I'm sure that's what all the money's being saved up for. So right now it's like an incomplete grade because you don't know what the Clark number, the Bocciari extension numbers could be. Uh, but that's, that's obviously a huge looming question for Brian Gutekinst and, and Russ Ball with the salary cap. Uh, what else do you feel, if any, needs to be done? Well, there are a lot. I mean, they haven't really uh, – I mean, they are arguably a, a worse team today than they were when they lost to San Francisco. Or That was going to be my next question. Do you feel they're worse yeah. or better? I mean, it, it, it's incomplete, right? I mean, like right now I'm still willing to say, you know, that the grade is incomplete and, and, and all of that. But in the absolute immediate, no, they all of the needs that they had back in mid-January they have today. They need – um, you know, they need a starting inside linebacker. I know that they kind of put a band-aid over that with Christian Kirksey. That's, that's okay. I mean, he's missed a ton of games in recent years, and if he's healthy, they think he can be really good, but that's a big if because his health recently hasn't been great. So that's still a major need. Uh, they haven't done anything to address wide receiver and tight end. I mean, they tried. You know, they were in on Austin Hooper. They were in on Emmanuel Sanders. Neither came to fruition. The numbers got too comfortable, or in Sanders' case, simply picking to go elsewhere. Um, it's you know it's not been it's not been a, a, an off season so far that has filled those needs. Now you start looking at the first round of the draft, and I was talking with some people recently, and what can the Packers realistically do? And can you can you know when you're drafting like Rashawn Gary might be a future star, right? But year one he didn't really play. Jay Stoneberger might be a, a great tight end this year, next year, three years from now. We we don't know, but he wasn't expected to play a lot. As a rookie, you know, there's, there's cases like Elton Jenkins where he came in and he was a stud from day one. I mean, an absolute stud at the guard position. But, you know, if you're going to say, hey, pick number 30 needs to be an immediate starter, you know, that, that can be asking a lot. Now, you'd like to think that they could pull that off and that they can find someone to either team with Kirksey or to, you know, learn behind Kirksey at inside linebacker or to go get that number two wide receiver that Devontae Adams sorely needs because I don't think Devin Funchess is that guy. He's a nice piece. You know, Funchess is, but not like, okay, that's going to take some attention away from Devontae Adams. It's not. Um, you know, so, yeah, there's just there's the same holes that existed a few months ago are, are certainly still there right now. 
Um, wanted to ask you, by the way, we're talking with Paul Emig, our Green and Gold analyst. Wanted to ask you about the rest of the North because Nick Foles coming into the situation down in Chicago behind Mitch Trubisky. It's Mitch Trubisky's job to lose, but I have a feeling he's going to lose it very quickly, taking away Stephon <laughs> yeah. Diggs from their newly signed uh, quarterback or uh, extended quarterback up there in Minneapolis. And uh, Kirk Cousins, so he loses one of his weapons. That uh, defense seems to be decaying. Uh, has anybody gotten any closer to the Green Bay Packers? Well, no. I mean, certainly Minnesota losing Diggs is a big deal. Matt Patricia keeps trying to build the New England Patriots West, you know, the Motown Patriots or whatever he's trying to do uh, by collecting the guys that he used to coach in New England. But, you know, I think they are probably the clear four, you know, going into the offseason in the NFC North. Um, you know, the Bears are, are interesting to me, Bill, because I, you know, I kind of thought, like, what if they just would have waited for Cam Newton to get released? Why didn't they do that? Like, you, you gave up a pick, and you picked up a huge contract on Foles. Um, I know Cam Newton is, is divisive in some, in some cases, but Nick Foles versus Cam Newton versus Mitch Trubisky, I just think the Bears have a very, very good roster, except at the most important position, which is quarterback. So, you know, you, took, you, you traded up to, and, and, and used a number two overall pick on Trubisky. You now gave up a pick and have a huge contract that you're dedicated to with Nick Foles. And I'm just not sure, despite all of that investment, if they're any better for it. Um, so I think they're still dangerous. And then Minnesota, the, the extension for Cousins, I mean, it is what it is. It makes sense. You know, he's a top half of the league quarterback. And as much as that's not always the, the most sexy thing for a fan base, it's still, you know, it's hard to find top half of the league quarterbacks in some cases. As many franchises have found out as, as they've toiled at the bottom forever. Um, but, yeah, it, it's going to be... You know, I, I think the same teams that were there at the end of last year should be there again. I just, I still think that if Chicago can ever figure out its quarterback position in the next couple of years, I really like their roster. They just don't have the signal call to, I think, make the whole magic happen. Uh, I don't think that the, the, the Bears are ready to, to, to topple yet to be able to go over the top and actually take away the top spot in the division. I, the Vikings still intrigue me because I, Zimmer has always been very good at scheming. Defensively speaking, what yeah. they did down in New Orleans this past year I thought was unbelievable, winning that game and also Kirk Cousins finally getting his first playoff win under his belt. But I think mm -hmm. there is a lot of pressure between him and Matt Nagy to win and win in the postseason. Otherwise, both guys could be looking uh, for jobs by the end of the year if it doesn't turn out well for them. Oh, I, I agree entirely. These are, and, and that's the tough thing for them because, you, I mean, as much as I think the Packers went out in the way they did in San Francisco and, you know, it wasn't much to, to, to want to go into the offseason with, if you're the Bears or you're the Vikings or the Lions, I don't think, I think you'd, be, you'd be kidding yourself if you didn't think you were looking up at Green Bay as being the, the best class, the best in class in the NFC North. And, and not just because, oh, that's some local Wisconsin bias, this was a team that went to the NFC Championship game, and, and that was the number two seed. And, you know, it shouldn't be forgotten just because they got trounced the way they did in San Francisco. So it's, it's still the best team in, in the division, I think, going into it. I think the thing that gives people pause is just what we heard mentioned earlier, which is how much different, like let's say they have a really, you know, good, productive draft. They address inside linebacker. They address wide receiver. They get another tight end in the mid-rounds. Uh, you know, they add a, a tackle in the third or fourth or second round to compete with Rick Wagner and learn behind Ricky Wagner and all of those things. So a quote-unquote good, productive draft, again, it comes down to then are they really any better? I mean, if you re-sign Kenny Clark and Bakhtiari, that's good for your, your future. That's good for your 
salary cap and, and you're planning for the future, but that doesn't make you better because you didn't add a Kenny Clark, you didn't add a David Bakhtiari, you just kept a Kenny Clark or David Bakhtiari. So, you know, yeah, the Packers still then, then say, okay, if, if the Vikings and the Bears are looking up at Green Bay in the division, well, then the Packers sure as heck are looking up, up at the 49ers in the conference. And so, you know, I'm sure from a fan's perspective, then you're just saying, okay, great, you know, we have a couple teams looking up at us, but are, are, are the Packers actually any better to make a Super Bowl run? And um, I'm sure that's the thing that Brian Gudikins is being kept up with at night right now. Always good, Paul. Uh, we'll uh, find out the results, I guess, tomorrow as to whether or not the Smack Talk has done you well or not. And uh, we will find out if you are advancing or if Kevin Holden advances and if I advance and if we're all going to end up parting before it's all said and done. So 12-5 matchups are, are fun upsets, right? And uh, if if uh, getting some heel turns on my side wasn't enough to win the first round matchup, then I can say I gave it my all, but <laughs> vote for Paul Emick. Kevin Holden is not the nice guy he wants you to think he is. I think there's something there, Bill. I really think there is. We've got to knock him out, and then we'll reveal it all. <laughs> Excellent. Good stuff, man, and uh, we will talk yeah. to you soon. There you go. Paul Emick, our Green and Gold Analyst, joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years. They've been going to get done. Call them, 844-PRIDE. Go to schneiderjobs.com. Go to schneiderjobs.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.